This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome to Grace Enough Podcast and the 12 Days of Christmas in July series, brought to you by SchoolhouseTeachers.com. A firm Christian-based worldview is the springboard needed in today's world, which can be attained with a SchoolhouseTeachers.com education. Use code EXPLORE to pay only $179 for a two-year ultimate membership during SchoolhouseTeachers.com Explore the World BOGO event. This is an incredible savings opportunity. Sign up now and receive a complimentary Explore the World tote while supplies last. Certain restrictions will apply. With your SchoolhouseTeachers.com membership, you can create your own homeschool schedule using over 400 unique courses, videos, lap books, unit studies, and more. One price covers the entire family, giving you immediate access to hundreds of resources, including virtual school boxes for kindergartners through high schoolers. Sign up at schoolhouseteachers.com using code EXPLORE today. Now, let's jump in to our 12 Days of Christmas in July series. Each year as Christmas approaches, I receive a text, an email, or a direct message that goes something like this. Hey, do you have a list of your favorite nonprofits to shop for Christmas? And every year I say, I don't have a list, but here are some places I recommend. This doesn't just go for Christmas. I get this question for teacher appreciation days, birthdays, and other events. Well, I'm going to remedy that now with 12 days of Christmas in July. Each day, I sit down with a founder, executive director, or content creator of nonprofits and small businesses that I recommend. You will learn the mission and backstory behind the business, how your purchase impacts their employees, and some items they love. Before we begin day one with Hope and Vine founder, Rachel Smith, I encourage you to follow Grace Enough on Instagram at graceenoughpodcast underscore Amber, as I will be giving away items from all 12 businesses and authors at the end of our 12 days together. It's a really fantastic giveaway. All right, let's drop in to day one's conversation featuring the nonprofit Hope and Vine. Well, good morning, Rachel. Thank you for being here this morning. I am thrilled to share Hope and Vine with my listeners as a business that I support and am grateful for because of what you are doing um, for women who are aging out of foster care. So welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. I know it's nice when it's a real life friend that even though we haven't seen each other in what feels like forever. I know. I just like, I was, when we first got on, I'm just like smiling at you. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to see your face. (laughs) It's been a while. Well, tell everybody a little bit of the mission behind Hope and Vine. Yes. So the mission of Hope and Vine is to prepare young women 
who have aged out of foster care to successfully transition to a secure and stable future. And so how do you all really go about doing that? Mm -hmm. Because that's, um, I know you're like me, you can spout that mission statement off. Sometimes <laughs> all of us that are listening, we're like, okay, wait a minute, foster care, they're aging out. How do you help them get a stable and secure future? Yes. So we help by giving them the opportunity uh, for employment. So they work as artisans and they make inspirational jewelry, apparel, and accessories. And then we also help them be connected in the community, whether that is just personal connections or if that is connections for services that they need. And then they also, we help them do that by mentoring them. And that just looks very natural. We, when we first started, we thought we would, you know, pair each young lady up with their own mentor. And about six months into that, we realized, oh, that doesn't work. Let's try a different approach. Yeah. And so because we are working with them hours every week, we, we operate staff as mentors and we just pour into them and, and listen to them and really try to not give advice, um, but help them kind of navigate their own way. Yeah. And so does that happen like around the table while they're creating? Is that the goal? Like everybody's just sitting around the table working and talking? Yes, that's exactly it. It, it reminds me of like in the olden days. And I mean, I'm sure some women still do this, but like we're when women would sit around and quilt. Yeah. And it's just easier to have a conversation and to share. It's less intimidating because you are shoulder to shoulder rather than face to face. You know, they don't, I mean, some of them do see therapists, but you know, that's not what we're, we're here for. We're not another therapy session for them. Uh, we're just there to just listen. Like they can just vent and be honest and, and say whatever shocking thing they're going to say. And we're just like, Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, and I mean, it, anybody that's listening too, if you've done any reading or you've, uh, if you're the mom of boys by chance, you know, that, I mean, therapists, anybody will say, if you really want to get your boy to talk, do side-by-side -side play Oh, yes. to get conversation going. I mean, it's something that's actually well-researched in the brain. And so it's yes. really a beautiful model, uh, particularly when you're talking about somebody who has had some trauma in their life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not that all foster care, I'm not saying foster care is traumatic. It can be, Yes. but you've been separated from your parents. Yeah. I mean, that alone is traumatic. Yeah. And many of these people, I'm assuming for you, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, because they're aging out of foster care, they've probably been in foster care for many, many years. Is that correct? Um, I'm thinking specifically in our situations. Yes, most of them went in late school age, early, like preteen age for most of them is when they entered the foster care system. So they've yeah. been in it you know, really just through all those, you know, like 10 and up those, yeah. you know, developmental years. years. Yes. What is the age when a, when a woman ages out of foster care? So they technically age out at 18. There is a program now that is like backed on the federal level that you can sign yourself back up for foster care for the 18 to 21 year old 
program. And that varies on states. Most states are 18 to 21 here in North Carolina. That's what it is. So they technically age out and then they sign themselves back up. And then it looks a little different when you're in that, that program. So Mm. all of the young ladies we have worked with have taken advantage of that program. Mm, That's great. I mean, really, if you have good support, that's really, really great. Yes. Tell me a little bit of the backstory of Hope and Vine. Well, you know, it's interesting. So many times when, you know, organizations get started or, you know, nonprofits, ministries, whatever, it's because the person who has started it has lived it. And that's not, that's not my story. I grew up with, you know, not a perfect family, but love a loving family. But so, so it's funny to me that I'm like, why am I like so passionate about this? But it all started back um, like 2014. My husband and I had gone to church and it was Sanctity of Life Sunday. And I had never really was aware of that before. Um, and, but the, the sermon was about just how all life has value from the unborn to the elderly. And it was just a very impactful service and leaving church. I was very quiet. And Jeremy, my husband says to me, you know, what are you thinking? And I said, well, I I think we need to adopt. And that's not what he thought I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) But that started the conversation of you know, wanting to reach out and to, to serve, you know, children who needed that love and support. And so our journey led us to, okay, well, let's foster to adopt. And so we went through that process when we lived in South Carolina um, and it was a very awful, just awful process. Um, And it took so long that my daughter was conceived and born in that span of time before they ever came out to do the home studies. So anyway, we finally made it through that process. And then we found out we were moving to North Carolina. And so that stuff Mm -hmm. doesn't transfer. But when we were here, we had to wait a year. So North Carolina requires you wait a year after a major life event before starting the foster care process. So Uh, In that year, my husband and I, our our hearts just changed that we, we didn't want to adopt anymore. We, but we did feel strongly Mm -hmm. about foster care. We believed in uh, reunification. We, I was um, very convicted of the judgment that I held against the the birth Mm -hmm. families and, um, and the Lord just worked me through that process. And, um, and I actually have a a lot of like love and compassion for the mothers. And I realized that if we really want to help the children, we we need to help Mm -hmm. the whole family. Then in February of 2018, we started going through our foster care classes. And, um, in those classes, the, the staff at the County are, they're like, as soon as you walk in, they're like, Oh, you want, you want to foster some teens? there's some teens that you can foster. The teens are great to foster. I mean, they are like shoving it like in your face. And then they talked about this, you know, program for 18 to 21 year olds. And they talked about what happens when they age out. And we were just, just ignorant. Like we just didn't know, even though we went through this whole process in South Carolina, like, I just don't feel like I mean, maybe they did and I just don't remember, but I don't remember them talking about this problem 
there. And so coming here and just being like, I'm sorry, what, like what happens? Like they're like, what 18 year olds homeless, like all these kids in jail, like they're being trafficked. Like I, we were just, just the blinders came off and then we, we knew we needed to do something, but we weren't sure what. And so a few months went by and I was at that time, I had a writing ministry and was making jewelry myself as a way to share the message I was writing about. And just in my office one day, just the Holy Spirit was like, you know, Rachel, this is how you help. And it's like, oh, like it was so obvious, but you know, it's that whole message of when God is talking to Moses and, you know, Moses is telling God, like all the reasons that he can't do this job. And God's like, you know, Moses, what's in your hand, my staff, like my staff's in my hand. And he's like, okay, throw it, throw it down, you know, and it turns into a serpent and it's like, okay, what's in your hand. And like, what was in my hand at that time was jewelry. And, you know, so I threw it down and just like, okay, Lord, like, let it become what you Mm. want it to become. So, I mean, that was like, that was when I say it was conceived in my brain. And then it was a few more months before it actually had words. And then it was just, you know, one step after another taking one. Yes. And then, you know, maybe 20 steps back and then starting over. That's every startup. (laughs) Anybody that's listening. Oh my God. That's that's everything. Any startup ever. Right. Oh, it's exhausting. Well, so tell me <laughs> if someone, you know, clicks over right now and buys a Hope yeah. and Vine product, how does that have an impact in the lives of the women who work for you? Uh, there's the obvious that, you know, the more purchases are made, the more resources we have that we can, you know, be able to, to work with more young women. Um, and it's much more fun to come into work when we have lots of things mm-hmm. to work on. That's right. <laughs> and to actually have, actually have those. When you things need increased inventory, that's good. Right. Yes. That's, that's right. a good problem. Um, and so, you know, there's just that simple, you know, purchasing and, and making, but it's also, it's fun for them to see, like, I made that and people bought yeah. that. You know, like it's that Mm -hmm. confidence boosting. It's, you know, to be able to actually make something with your hands and, you know, to see someone like that's the best, right? Like when you like see someone out in public and you're like, wait a minute, it's helping their confidence. We're working with them on job skills, just, you know, basic, you know, basic job skills. And, you know, so it gives them all those opportunities Mm -hmm. to to learn and to, and to learn in a safe environment where like, it's okay that you're going to yeah. mess up, you know, and we're going to just, you know, talk about it. And, well, and I on. think that's the thing that it can be easily missed when you're not really thinking about all the things that someone may miss out on who has not had, mm-hmm. um, a consistent family is maybe they don't know even what it's like to receive a paycheck. And then you get that paycheck and you have to really think through where all those things are going to go. You can't just spend it all in one place. And I mean, I think we all have to learn that. Um, but it's really, really nice when you have consistent, healthy support from a place like Hope and Vine. 
Yes, that, that is our prayer. Okay. So what do you love? What do you love about the work that you're doing with the women, with your team, you know, with hope and vine as a whole, their stories like Hmm. that. I mean, I just love their, you know, like our, our motto is like, cause all of our pieces have a meaning behind them. So like, you know, our thing is, you know, every item tells a story and every story has a purpose. You know, that's these young women, like they come in with these stories and to see them break free of that, like bondage of their story and, and to find the, the freedom and the redemption in that, because there's a lot of chain breaking that happens when we find, like when we find our voice. Because when we, when we hold all that in and when we live in this secret, like it's so easy for the enemy to just cover us with this cloud of shame. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and we, we just like live in that bondage. So to hear them, you know, one, it's humbling, like for them to, to trust us with their stories is extremely humbling. And then just to see them like work through that story and to, to walk that hard path of forgiveness, you know, that like, you know, I can't, I don't, you know, relate to their, their childhood story, but like, I can relate to, oh, I know what it's like to be bitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can, let's walk through that together. And, yeah. um, you know, and as they're you know learning, cause they're so young and the boundary issue is so real. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm in my forties, I'm twice their age and I'm, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's walk through this boundary issue together because I'm walking through that too. Um, and to just like hear their stories and like learn from them and then to see them, oh my goodness, to see them when they reach the point of gratitude for their story, mm. you know, to have, like, we've had a couple girls, you know, come through our hope and vine and they're like, I'm thankful for foster care because if it yeah. wasn't for this, like I wouldn't be where I am today. Like what, right. you know, like, Lord, right. forgive me. Like. I am such a brat. And I, so same girl, (laughs) they just, I'm humbled by them continually. Wow. I love that. And, um, I just know that, I mean, you can't really know we just live in our own little worlds. Mm. Uh, so often I'm speaking to myself here and when you really get into someone else's world, it's surprising how you you can become so much more empathetic than you ever thought possible. Mm. So tell me, um, what are some of your favorite products? Oh my! At Hope and goodness. Vine, I know you all, and they change all the time. <laughs> so somebody may be listed, and they might be different. Well, but I want someone to know, like, hey, this is Christmas in July. Yeah. Go go buy something from Hope and Vine. Yeah. Send it to your sister, or your friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, so I have to say, I live by the motto that um, earrings can never be too big. Same. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you know that about oh, me, probably, because I yes. mean, everything on Instagram, I'm just like, woo, earrings. <laughs> so, like, my personal go to favorite, because they go with everything, is the dark denim refuge earrings. And that's the, it's, repurposed denim that had been discarded and, and we have turned them into these feathers and, you know, they like graze the top of my shoulders. And I'm like, these are just the most like glorious things. 
we have ventured into the more um, modest earrings. So this we must have balance, Rachel. We must have balance. No, I know it's good. It's good, but they're still like edgy and kind of funky. And so, um, with our our the in our spring line that came out, there's a lot of wood and metal pieces. So they're very like classic, but it's like a spike made out of coconut shell, which like, how cool is that? And then there's, um, the, I really like the refined earrings. So it's this wood piece that's actually burnt around the edges. And then it hangs from a gold ring. And it's the message that we've been refined by fire and they're just, so they're, you know, kind of funky and edgy, but like, they're very classic looking too. So that might, that's my favorite new earring. Yes. Awesome. But then oh, our t-shirts. I, so, yeah. I was going to say, it's not just no, earrings. It's not, I know, but I love the earrings. So the t-shirts, you know, our hope t-shirt is probably like, that's just kind of our classic. We did roll it out in a new color this year. Um, but we have this new blue shirt that says live extra. And it's this like, <laughs> Like, cause we're supposed to like live abundantly. Like Christ has come to give yeah. us abundant life. So like, let's live extra. And yeah. the words in it are in velvet. Yes, girl. <laughs> because you know, I just need a shirt that says I am extra. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. I love it. <laughs> but that's great. So what color in velvet or do you have different colors? Well, so it's Navy blue velvet Ooh, yeah, on like it. a sky blue nice yeah. nice well i'm excited so tell me um it's hopeandvine.org yes yep and that's spelled out so hopeandvine.org well rachel thanks so much you know i love what you're doing everybody go shop at hope and vine thank you so much amber get shopping friends or at least save this episode for reference when you are looking to buy your next gift Don't forget to follow Grace Enough on Instagram at graceenoughpodcast underscore Amber so you can enter the huge giveaway coming at the end of 12 days of Christmas in July. Let's meet back here tomorrow for day two with Dwell Differently.